he's like, oh, I still got 30 pounds to go. Okay, this is like when you get the first orb in Beastmaster, not Beastmaster, uh, in Altered, Altered Beast. Beast. Exactly. Yes, exactly. He's just like, rrr, rrr, you know. <laughs> well, actually, technically, he's the he's the second orb from turning into the beast. If we were regressing through Altered Beast, because okay. <laughs> Jerry O'Connell, I think, is the second one. Uh, Ch uh, Charlemagne O'Connell is like the. Get one more orb, and you're gonna be a wolf that can kick the shit out of anything. Okay, you know? <laughs> okay so he was the uh, the jump kick wolf. Okay. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, good talking about <laughs> you, buddy. <laughs> Hit us up, Charlie. I mean, Charles O'Connell, Charlie, whatever you like to be called. We would love to have you on Pop Saga as a guest. I know you're listening out there, so why don't you? To send an email, have your agent contact us. We do not pay for interviews. Uh, but you got to be promoting someone. <laughs> True words have not been spoken. <laughs> yep. If you want to pay us for the interview, I don't know how that works, but I will accept it uh, with a bell on. I don't know why I have a bell on, but I mean, that it sounds fancy. It, happens. Yeah, it does, right? Yeah. It's also because it, now you can tell when I get out of the corral. Yeah, no. <laughs> when I escape the corral, they got to track me down somehow. And that's how mm -hmm. Oh, we here, Forrest. We here. We here. Yeah. Don't worry. He's over here. He got distracted by something shiny again. <laughs> yeah, there he is. Right on the corner. Every time. Yeah. it's a, he, he, he tries. And uh, we value that. Yeah. <laughs> Howdy, folks. Before we get into the fun, I wanted to drop in here and acknowledge a couple of big events that have happened in between when we recorded this episode and when it's going to air. First thing I want to acknowledge is the tragic passing of Nichelle Nichols, Star Trek's Uhura. She was a true trailblazer and an icon, and she will be missed. We will we will be talking more about her and her legacy on next week's show. In addition to that, we also found out this week that Batgirl has been canceled. We talk a lot about it on the show, but kind of out of nowhere, uh, it has been shelved and may never see the light of day. Uh, which is a surprising announcement, to say the least, uh, but something we did not know at the time of this recording. So I hope that you keep that in mind while you listen, and I hope that you have a great time listening to the episode. And of course, as always, John and I will see you next week when a new episode drops. Thanks so much, and enjoy the episode. Let's go. go. You know we gotta keep it hype all day and night like this. Showing love when we can. Shout out to the super fans, uh huh. You don't really wanna miss Pop Soccer, stay lit. So if you ready, we ride and take it back to the 90s. From movies to the video games, just a couple of nerds keep it so entertaining. Hey, Pop Saga. Hey everybody, welcome to Pop Saga, where your purveyors of pop culturedom will take you through the Bat Cave of Bat Talk. 
That's right. We are talking all things Batman. No, not my dog, but the Dark Knight himself. We have some bat news to talk about, and then we'll round out the episode talking about Batman, the animated series, season one, episode 18. Beware the gray ghost. <laughs> I'm John, and as always, I'm joined by Forrest. Oh, it's not an actual ghost. I know, but you know, sometimes when you see it, you're like, beware the gray ghost. Oh, no, ghost, and it's gray. But, you know. No. Yeah. They can't, they can't back up what they were trying to the, to sell with that title. No, definitely not. Because the like the minute you get into that episode, they're like, there's no ghost here. Who are you <laughs> trying to fool? And why is it called Beware the Grey Ghost? The Grey Ghost is by all accounts a good guy. Yeah, I mean, I guess Beware the Cremudgeon. That's, I think, really <laughs> what it is. Just Beware like, the Sad Man. Yeah, that's pro okay season one episode 18 beware the sad man <laughs> so all over the place when i was looking this up it's listed as episode 18 but of course on uh on hbo max it's episode 32 yeah so there is uh two sets of order right so there was broadcast order which is episode 18 and then there's whatever this bullshit order is. Pardon my French here, but I curse a lot. Oh, oh. Um, I know, I know. Oh, I've, been, no. I've been trying to keep track of it a little bit as we've been doing them. I listened, I was like, oh man, I dropped an F-bomb. Did I need to do that? Eh, probably, <laughs> it's just my, g but uh, there are two sets of order. So I think the season one, uh, episode 32 is the DVD, like Blu-ray release okay. of them i want to look into it a little bit more because i do have the like the definitive batman animated series released downstairs so i'll see if it's in broadcast order or if it's in um in like dvd order so that's why it has the two different episodes but okay yeah coming up a later on pop saga swears <laughs> I'm gonna need that every time for anything. Uh, that's good to know. That that's weird. That confused me. I, I was definitely like, I was looking around on HBO Max. So I'm like, wait a minute. Episode 18. It says it's a two face, it's a two part of the one with the bad animation. I don't want to watch that one at all. I'm not gonna watch that one. That one is really bad compared to the superior first one. It's it's jarring in a way that makes it impossible to enjoy the whole thing. Yeah, and then you watch this one, you're kind of like, who did this animation? <laughs> right. Was this was, was this the only one that you gave to a different studio? It, the spoiler alert. Spoiler it was alert. <laughs> <laughs> shocking. Uh, but before we get into actually talking about this great episode, as you said at the top of the show, we've got other bat news to discuss. Yeah, so... Not bad news. Well, I guess well, it might be bad news, depending <laughs> on how you feel about things, but it's bad news nonetheless. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is bat news. Um, 
And um, yeah, bad well, actually, news. Before we even actually get into that, let us talk about. I I understand, John, that you have some podcast fuel I for do. this episode. A uh, pop cocktail. I don't know. We'll come up with a better name for that eventually. But uh, uh, do you want to tell me about what you got there? Because you got something that varies, from what I understand, very thematic and on point. Well, you know, you were like, I was like, hey, what are we talking about? And you were like, uh, let's talk about Batman. I said, okay, well, I could always do that. And then he, you were like, Batman the Anime Series. I was like, oh, I could definitely do that. Then you gave me the episode. I was like, oh, I could for sure do that. That's great. And then I was like, well, maybe I should come up with a gray ghost cocktail. Oh. And then discovered it already exists. Um, and uh, so I will read it. Uh, what it's supposed to be, then I will tell you what I replaced it. So I have a gray ghost here. I will send <laughs> okay. you a picture. It is uh, a little bit of lemon juice, which I did, and I used lime. Okay. I have no lemon in my house. Uh, <laughs> gin, which I have a lot of. So this is a blend of uh, London, uh, number three, dry, mm. and a little bit more Empress to kind of add a little blue. Um. Because I didn't have this other ingredient, which is uh, it calls for creme de violette. Oh, I didn't yes. have that. Creme de violette, yes. But I didn't have that because that sounds too fancy. But I did have like indigo colored gin, so I was like, eh, close enough, I guess. So I put that in there, and then it calls for maraschino cherry liqueur, which I do mm. have. Oh, nice. And blue caracal. And then I put it all in a glass, and sure enough, it is gray. I will send you a picture of it. Um, because it is super gray, and I, that way I can get the uh, Gerald O'Connell or uh, Jeremiah O'Connell shark off my Discord real quick. So there you go. That is a gray ghost. It's sitting in an ice cube, so it's cool. And uh, I discovered that if you mash a bunch of different colors together, Ooh. it will turn things gray. So awesome. <laughs> That is looking nice. Very nice. I like your glass, too. It does. I can confirm. It is very great. Maybe we will post these on our Instagram so you can check out what we have made. I also have a uh, a little picture for you of the okay, ones that I it. made. Uh, so I, I knew you were going to make a gray ghost, mm -hmm. and I didn't know at the time that that, that had a... Uh, that that had already an existing recipe, so I yeah, wasn't going neither. to I wasn't going to step on that, obviously. Sure. So I I was like I will make one called the Mad Bomber, and mm -hmm. uh, and Ew. so not a great name. <laughs> no, not great. Is it just like, like a taco time taco in a glass? <laughs> yep. Oh jeez, I don't know. <laughs> no, it's uh, uh, I call this one the the Mad Bomber Teeny. And uh, I'll send it on. I'll send the picture on over to you. Here it comes. Oh, there you go. Now, see, you can tell Forrest has money. <laughs> so, he's got. He's got. He's got a lemon. I don't have that. So fancy already. <laughs> That's right. I've got lemon money, and don't, don't let anyone ever tell you different. Uh, no, this is. Uh, this is a. Uh, this is vodka, uh, with uh, about. An, a half an ounce of lemon juice, and then a blackberry lemon lemon zest infused simple syrup that I made from scratch, uh, and uh, then a fresh 
a red cherry in there for a garnish as well as a slice of lemon floating on top. Yep. This is the uh, Madbama Teeny. Well, it looks delicious, and the glass is fantastic as well. Um, I'm just going to apologize because I you you measured it sounded like, and I just mm. put things in a glass. Um, and I I took a sip out of mine, and that kicked me in the chest. So yeah, it's going to be a fun episode. Mine is also just vodka and simple syrup. So yeah, <laughs> get ready for things to get sloppy up in here. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, you want to do this bat news? I I, fa- I I did. So I know we were going to talk about the one thing. I did find a couple of other things. Oh, Just interesting. to kind of round it out. Nothing, nothing too big, but, you know. Batman is big news. Always kind of has been, uh, for whether it's been, uh, you know, good reasons or not. But um, he, his name has seemed to pop up in the news uh, as of late after uh, San Diego Comic Con, so. Yeah, if you listen to last episode, you will know that we kind of were, we were taking WB to task a little bit for having a, I'll just, you know, I'll go out and say it, an underwhelming per, uh, showing at the San Diego Comic-Con. Uh, and then, suspiciously, after that kind of sentiment was making uh, circulating around the internet, suddenly uh, a tour group happened to spot a certain someone out of a cer- outside of a certain studio uh, causing a, a big leak about one of WB's upcoming movies. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Very interesting, the coincidence Funny there. Funny timing, this one. Yeah, just a little bit. Just a little bit, but... Uh, yeah, apparently... Yeah, like, the sequence of events, as far as I could work out, was that uh, a tour group was uh, riding in the, you know, that little tour vehicle on the back lot of WB and happened to spot Ben Affleck dressed as Bruce Wayne. And then, uh, in order to head them off at the pass, Jason Momoa just put a funny little Instagram video out there revealing the whole thing. Uh... The, 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 it struck me as I'm, I really, I'm not one to indulge in conspiracy theories or anything, but man, did it seem cooked. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Come on. Come on. And like, I mean, he's in a suit. What if he's not dressed as Bruce Wayne? He's just there for an important meeting. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I mean, they were on the Friends soundstage. So, yeah, that's important. Could have been for the Friends reboot. Exactly. Ben Affleck could have been. You know, Ben Affleck on Friends, but yeah, no, this is this is. I mean, look, it's on a st- uh, sound stage. It is definitely staged. Uh, this whole thing, uh, for sure. And I think it is just to kind of make up for the lack of sizzle with their steak at San Diego Comic Con. Yeah, the the Shazamicon. Yeah, and it's also the kind. It seems like a response to uh, early test viewings of Aquaman, I think, or Whoa, parts of it. What's this now? So I've, I was trying to figure out what is it. So Ben Affleck is apparently is replacing uh, uh, Michael Keaton's Batman role in Aquaman 2. Yeah, he, he was busy or something. Yeah, he's just like, yeah, I can't do it. But... Maybe it was because 
people were confused when they oh. were watching these early <laughs> things. Like, what's Michael Keaton doing here? Where's the Ben Affleck's? And they were like, well, let's just bring Ben Affleck back. I mean, it would have made sense if they... That seem, it seems weird to do that for a test screening when the other movies aren't out, right? Because I think The Flash is still supposed to come out before Aquaman 2, right? I mean, if it... I don't know. Uh, no, I think... Um, Let's look it up. Yeah, I think so, because uh, Aquaman's supposed to be out in March. And I know I thought Flash was moved to uh, summer. Okay... Does confirm. Let us see. Oh, I'm going to Den of Geek, which is always wrong. Yeah. So come at us, Den of Geek, if you're digging <laughs> you're <laughs> uh, Well, anyway, Bla yeah, Black Adams first. That's the next one. Then Shazam 2, Fury of the Gods. Then Batgirl, apparently. has got a... No, wait, no, that's TBD late. Oh, 20, 2022. So maybe that would be the first appearance of... Uh, of the return of Michael Keaton's Batman, because he we know he is in that. Unless they cut uh, him out. Huh? Unless they cut him out. Unless they cut, they could have, yeah. Uh, yeah. He apparently, uh, then uh, Aquaman two is after that, and then the Flash is after that, as you said. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's in the summertime. So I mean, as long as Batgirl gets out first, it still could potentially be fine. Although, uh, I, I was just under the impression that they that Michael Keaton was like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm doing I, the Birdman too. I've uh, I've got stuff to do. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't blame him. He's like, why am I showing up in this? He's I'm like, Michael uh, Keaton. I got choices. Uh, I got options. I'm the actor with the most, babe. <laughs> like, you know, like Beetlejuice. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just it's. I mean, I guess it's fine. Momo is like known for the bat flick right that yeah. that is that is the batman of his universe but now that kind of everything that they've been doing as of late has been shaking up what the dc you know cinematic universe really is does nothing seems to match up correctly you yeah. know like flash meeting a different batman makes a lot of sense makes total he, he, sense you know you can you know time travel and go through different dimensions or whatever realities and stuff because things can get all messed up cool that makes sense but i guess bringing a michael keaton in for aquaman would have been like hmm yeah i think maybe you, you, <laughs> maybe it's like uh the changes they had to make to uh multiverse of madness in in that um we because the order had to be moved around now certain things don't make sense and so they have to reshoot it uh which is which is fine uh and just i think i don't know if we've clearly stated what this actual news is but uh if you haven't been able to kind of parse that together ben affleck's batman aka bruce wayne will be cameoing in the aquaman 2 movie which is titled aquaman and the lost kingdom uh and uh of course the the fact that bat uh, uh the ben affleck is back in the bruce wayne suit coupled with something that you sent to me a tweet from Zack snyder himself where he is driving the bruce wayne of the mobile not the not the car with guns on it mind you but his fancy car from batman v superman uh sent the the snyderverse fans into a bit of a tizzy yeah 
yeah, like this, this, this is it. Snyderverse two, it's coming back. That's what it, they would it's, like. It's confirmed, you know, Drought of the North um, on Twitter. He sat there and told us. <laughs> it, he, he's connected it all. He's like, the car plus, you know, Zack Snyder plus Batfleck showing up in an Aquaman movie. We're done. It's over. He's shooting it. It's happening. Snyder first. Reverse confirmed. Yep. It's coming back, everybody. You heard it here first. Nah, just kidding. Uh, at Comic-Con, Jim Lee specifically stated that the Snyderverse will not continue. <laughs> they are not uh, making any more movies uh, to or. support that. And this looks like just a weird thing that they're doing uh, maybe the second to last time we see the Batfleck, this and the Flash. I mean, I would hope so at this point, especially kind of given all the other drama you're dealing with that Flash, too. Just like, yeah, I don't get think him. they're sticking with this one. <laughs> I don't think they're sticking no. with this universe. I mean, I wouldn't at this point. And also, just like, who's this for? Like, who who really wants this? Like, you mean okay, just this cameo or the movie uh, Aquaman of the Lost Kingdom? <laughs> both. Like, I mean, <laughs> like. Like, what if this cameo is literally, like, a day's worth of work? I mean, it's it, not, it looks like it might be. You know what I mean? Like, so that's cool. He shows up. He's like, Arthur, I got your back. But you're going underwater, which isn't my realm. Later. Yeah, there's he no way he's in the bat suit. I think, I think we're just going to see Bruce Wayne, and he's going to be like, congratulations on the kid with Mira. What do you mean she has to move away forever? <laughs> she can't be seen by normal people. What do you mean? Bye, oh. Mira. We'll never see you again. <laughs> She's just sitting there pulling like a Lord of the Rings just on that boat that just goes off into the mist. <laughs> just like later, goodbye. Do, do, do. Okay, now we can do the movie. Um, it's yeah. just the back of her head with ADR. It's like, oh, <laughs> bye, Bruce. And Aquaman, gotta take your baby to the Atlantis where he grow up big and strong. Bye. And it's just, yeah, and it's all lines already recorded, just chopped up and AI. Right. Grow, <laughs> your baby will grow up big and strong. But at man, it is good to see you. <laughs> you know, just like Be they chose. Man. <laughs> they chose a real weird. You know, lines to do that with, but okay, that's a weird reading. Who is this for? I don't. Guess we'll what? Never know. I love Batman. Batman is not enough to make me want to watch an Aquaman movie. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I I thought the first one was fine. Like yeah, it, was it was corny, and it looked like it kind of knew that it was corny, and so that was good. I think to me, it felt like Jason Momoa and Dolph Lundgren were the only people who actually knew what kind of movie they were in, but but in general, it wasn't, you know, it was fine. Uh, but I do remember, like, the studio went nuts after that came out, and they were like, all right, we've just greenlit a new expansion to the Aquaman-verse. It's called The Trench. What happens down in The Trench? <laughs> now you get to know. And of course, that movie's been since been canceled because uh, they found out, much like... Uh, when Sony was going to make a totally unrelated to Spider-Man Aunt May movie, <laughs> they discovered, well, maybe there's an audience that's big enough for these characters. Yeah, let's just, let's, um, let's throttle it back a little bit. 
Yeah, just calm just down. Just, let's calm down. Like, I mean, look, Aquaman let's take made... another look at the slate. Yeah, exactly. Let's take a look at it. Aquaman made a billion dollars, so yeah, we should make another Aquaman. But let's let's not universal like dark trilogy monster movie this, right? Because yeah. <laughs> everyone wants to know what happens deep down in the trench. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, when you do it like that, <laughs> I, I kind of want to know a little bit more. <laughs> yeah. Let's just go. Let's just list through what okay, all the different crap that Batman is up to in the DC uh, movie universe. So okay. we got Robert Pattinson coming back as the Batman in a sequel mm-hmm. at some point. Yes. Both Ben Affleck and Michael Keaton's Batman will return for roles in the Flash movies, movie, but Patterson will not be. <laughs> and then Michael Keaton is also coming back for a role in the Batgirl movie. Here's my yes. question for you, John. Mm-hmm. Where's George Clooney? Give George Clooney a ring. He can come. Let him put on the cowl. He was a Batman. Yeah. While you are correct, he was a bad man. <laughs> um, I don't think. I think George Clooney kind of has the like. I don't need to do this money. Oh no, certainly. <laughs> so like, I don't. I think even if they were to offer it and just try the, you know. Mea Copa, make amends, let's make fun of it. I think there was probably some real-world trauma that he kind of contended with in yeah. doing that movie, and he's just like, I ruined a, I ruined a, I ruined a whole, like, franchise. And- well, it wasn't his fault. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the, yeah. he didn't, I mean, there was, it was he didn't poor help casting it. and a poor movie. He certainly didn't know. He did not, you can't, you don't look at that movie and say, well, at least George Clooney is in it. He really captured the role and wasn't exactly the same as Batman as he was when he was Bruce Wayne. Both times, guess what? Just George Clooney. I mean, that was a real, I guess, honest portrayal. It, his, his his Batman, at least, was just like a Batman that was at peace with himself, for the most part. <laughs> and he's just all like, well, you know. Yeah, that's a Batman that's having fun. He's gone to therapy, he's gotten over his parents dying. And he's just like, oh, we're gonna have just we're just gonna have a little fun. These villains are just getting wackier by the movie. Let's just have a little fun. Yeah, I mean the last one, literally I, I had the open a vault with a hearing aid, and then there were dudes who had neons on the guns, and now it's just <laughs> zanier and zanier. So first thing I'm gonna do is I'm gonna open a bank as Bruce Wayne, and then I'm gonna have Batman apply for a bank card mm-hmm. that is yep. specifically for Batman. And I'm gonna make all this money off of Batman. It's gonna be a good time. And then for some strange reason, Mr. Freeze could bench press a truck. Okay, let's go. This all makes sense. Let's go. He's powered by diamonds. <laughs> he needs to, of course, because they look like ice. Oh, is that why? I don't know. Yeah, what, well, maybe. Yeah, well, I don't know. I don't know science. But uh, can I ask you a question? Sure. Who is this for? Who no, wants no. this? I don't know. Like, I mean, for the Snyderverse fans, good for you. You're getting slightly more Batfleck, whatever that might be. And I don't even use Batfleck as like a, a deplorative. I'm just saying in general, you get him, whatever. But like, this doesn't make me go, okay, finally, Aquaman and the Last Kingdom didn't have any of my respect, but now it does because it has Batman doing a cameo. It. I don't think it has the same pizzazz as. Here's phase five and six. 
here is, you know, a trailer for a TV show that we've worked so hard to, you know, clean up the CG. Oh, and by the way, a movie trailer that was so emotionally reactive, it got like the internet to cry. And then they're like, well, we can put Ben Affleck in Aquaman. Doesn't have the same punch. No, I don't think it does. It, to me, it just feels like, for the longest time, all I've associated, all like in terms of like leaks and news for DC movies, have I've just associated with like bad news or celebrity gossip. And so I think they're just trying to take control of the na- uh, the narrative at this point. They're just like, uh, oh, but but yeah, I mean, these people are having some weird public times. But what about Ben Affleck? Everyone's in love with him again. Him and J Lo are back together. It's like it's the love. St- the, the the couples are Hollywood's Romeo and Juliet are back at it again. And guess what? He's in Aquaman. It's a little wholesome news for their uh, a wholesome leak for once. Yeah, for now. And then you know, find out something else that'll just kind of knock the winds out of themselves. Or you know, maybe not. I almost kind of wish they just would have kept that actually under wraps so then it would have been a nice surprise for the people watching it you know like oh shit he's in it that's cool we still would have found out before we saw it though (laughs) oh well easy because they gotta ride any it feels like almost like you gotta ride any news cycle it would be the next the new trailer for aquaman of the lost world would be like 90 percent ben affleck's batman it's just the same shot just from different angles him like (laughs) walking into wayne enterprises or something arthur 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 You've got to save the ocean. Ocean. Find the lost kingdom. It's like he's got five minutes of the movie, and that's the they just put the entire scene as the trailer. Please come back. <laughs> I hope they put him whatever his scene is. I want it in slow motion. <laughs> like, dude, they they gave him twenty good minutes. He said five things, but twenty good minutes of him oh, just kind of walking. Twenty like, great minutes. Look at him. Oh man, he looks great in that suit. Oh, he's still in that suit. Oh, he's walking very slowly. He's got a oh. tight blue suit. Oh, doesn't he look he good? He's so oh. distracted. Here's the thing, though. Stop asking <laughs> for the Snyderverse to come back. Yeah. I'm like, I ben Affleck has been. In, <laughs> ben Affleck has been incredibly public about the fact that he didn't feel like he connected with the character, and he doesn't really want to do these anymore. He had a whole movie who was going to be directed by him playing Batman. Him as Batman, him direct. He had full control. People were like just throwing money at him because he was one of the most successful parts of that movie of or sorry of the of the Snyderverse movies and he was like I don't really like doing this this is I don't want to do it anymore he said he didn't want to do it leave him alone let him be doing his own thing he's he's doing his own stuff and he's having a great time leave him do alone you, do you think this is just him being a responsible dad now that he married JLo he's like man I gotta really start bringing him some money so uh, I don't know maybe uh, I'm an Aquaman no matter I, what, my I'd principles like to, forget them. <laughs> I'd, like, I'd like to think that they were just like, oh, please, man, you're, I know you're in L.A. just for a vacation. Just come by the studio one day. We'll pay you $5 million. <laughs> you know, I mean, if I would do it. Okay. Yeah, I mean, if if someone was to come at me like that, I'd be like, well, all right, I'll do it. I'll don the, I'll don the types. I'll yeah. don <laughs> Jennifer did say we needed a new atrium. This will yeah. cover half of it. Yeah. Oh, man. I've done a lot to my life. 
Not all good, 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 yeah. good, good, good. Well, well, I mean, guess what? I'm not going to see it. So hopefully anyone else who watches Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom, you tell me how that turns out. Yeah, let's see. How did it turn out? How did it go? Was it five, was it five minutes all obviously set on a soundstage? Or does, uh, does Batfleck descend in a bubble down to Atlantis in his suit and defends Arthur Curry at the trial of the century? Oh... Oh, now I'm on board. I still won't <laughs> watch it in theaters, but I'll definitely wait for it to be on HBO Max. Yeah, I like it. I like it. The idea is like he just zooms in and he's just his yep. lawyer. <laughs> well, Bruce, you've certainly done your research. Well, uh, let's just say I'm friends with the world's greatest detective, Wink Wink. Are you Batman? <laughs> so what you're saying is you're Batman. <laughs> uh... Uh, how do you make those bubbles? Uh, <laughs> you just blowing. <laughs> Gotta get out of here. <laughs> Panicking. Forgets how to swim. Can't do Call it. the bad sub. He is Batman. Go. <laughs> I mean, call, call Batman, my friend, to give me the bad sub. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, oh. F that. I don't know. Yeah. Like, like I saw it, I was just like, this isn't it. Don't do this. But if you're going to do this, oh, well, now it's in the news cycle. Now it's gone. And hopefully there will be no more, like, drama from here until it comes out. So that way it, it's a, you know, it is what it is. It's a release of what it is. Yep. Keep your noses clean out there. Next up on Pop Saga, two drunk nerds. You're not lying. This great, <laughs> go, this great ghost is uh, treating me like something I, I should not have done. Yeah, it. yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah the uh, the bad bomber over here, the bad bomber teeny, is uh, is certainly taking a, a, its explosive uh, remote control cars and using them on my brain. Yeah, this is a, getting hard to think, but I. Yeah. I did want to ask you, this is another Bat question, not Batman, but Bat family related. You know, we've, okay. you mentioned, you know, the, the Batgirl film is coming out. It's a HBO Max film. Indeed. Yeah. Costume looks cool, everything. And, you know, Brendan Fraser is playing, uh, I guess, Firefly in it. So that's cool. I have heard that, yes. Yeah. But do you ever, I always worry when I get this sentence, Brendan Fraser's, and this is for anything, Brendan Fraser's Firefly reportedly a new take on the classic character. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, those are coded words for you're probably not going to like it. Right? It always feels like that is the that is the case. It's always just like, this isn't your daddy's Firefly. But then who know. is it? Yeah, I don't know why why you need to change Firefly. Because I don't think anyone... I mean, I guess if you're going to change a character, you do Firefly. Because I don't feel like anyone cares if that character is comics accurate. Do they fly? Do they shoot fire out of their wrists? We're done. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, that's all it needs. Like, I don't even... The iconic... The outfit isn't even I, iconic enough for me to remember what the heck they look it's, like. It's the, a lot of gray, if I remember correctly. Well, yeah, the only one that pops to mind 
um, is the bat, the Bataz uh, suit, which is all gray with the wings that, honestly, you know, let's just be fair, didn't look like they would actually make you fly because they were very short. And, you know, kind of like a fly-like head with just the, you know, rounded face with, like, two big goggle eyes. Um, but, yeah, most of the Firefly costume was not very memorable. And the one that Brendan Fraser's playing isn't even the first version of Firefly. It's uh, the second character, I think. Oh, really? Uh, Interesting. Yeah. Um, uh, so, uh, let's see. I'm trying to go back in through this. Uh, he's playing Ted Carson, the second person to take the Firefly alias with albeit a revamped origin story. So instead of him being a wealthy heir to a gold mine, um, who apparently gambles his fortune away, causing him to pursue a career in crime as the second (laughs) Firefly. So he's like, I'm rich. I have, I have a gold mine. This is great. Oh, I spent it all on booze and other things. Might as well start fires and become a criminal. (laughs) Do you think, he will be the uh, new 52 reboot. This sounds like it might be the one that that uh, that Frazier is playing. Because in the, the new 52, Ted Carson was a former high school teacher who tries mm-hmm. to incinerate everything that will separate him from his ex-girlfriend, Cindy Cook. <laughs> and is ultimately defeated by Nightwing and Batgirl. So, oh, you uh, didn't even you didn't even get Batman. No, so that I maybe that's the one. He's just like, my girlfriend broke up with me. <laughs> Time to burn everything. I'm gonna set everything on fire. Oh uh, yeah, great. Yeah, Batwoman versus or Batgirl versus toxic masculinity. The movie. Oh man, did we already get there? Shit. I don't know. He, I don't know. He's supposed to be a disgruntled former. Firefighter. Okay. <laughs> uh, so he's like, wait a minute. So you're telling me this is like the Arrow episode in yeah. which uh, Firefly shows up as the uh, as a former member of the Starling City Firefighting Unit, fighter firefighting unit, the Fireflies. <laughs> yeah, maybe, and. I'm going to call it right here. I think this Firefly is supposed to be Batgirl's Killmonger. Uh, okay. The the reason why is he's a firefighting veteran who lost his benefits, so he wants to burn Gotham down. Oh, interesting. Um, that sounds real sad. Right? Um, so that's good for Brendan Fraser, I guess. Doing a real sad role for a sad character that that yeah maybe maybe we'll understand a little bit more. Maybe I'm just saying it's just like you're not making me be like oh he's a, a wealthy gold mine heir who lost his money through gambling problems and decided to take it out by burning things. Yeah, no, it's a little it definitely is a departure. But I guess it's departure for a character that, uh, to your point, no one really cares about. Yeah, I definitely am very curious to see how someone who lost their benefits somehow 
is either imbued with fire spewing powers or ha- gets their hand on some sort of technology that allows them to be a match for Batgirl, which seems oh. like. Oh, uh, do you do you think that do you think he becomes a metahuman? You don't think this is like they pull a vulture from. Uh, Spider-Man, where he just knows how to make shit? Well, I i mean, I admit to seeing at least one behind-the-scenes spy shot of Batgirl, and oh, I think okay. it was of Brendan Fraser, and I don't... I, that doesn't give me any definitive proof that it's going to be a metahuman, but I do kind of remember him not being in an outfit, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, oh, okay. Alright. Like, I don't know, this might be apocryphal, it's been a long time since I saw the picture but like i seem to think that he was just like in a coveralls or something standing on the street uh you know and this didn't feel like this is the first part of the movie where he's just all like i I guess it could be i guess this could be him watching his apartment burn down after he set it on fire i guess and him being like all right i gotta go to uh uh Well, what is a, a place that I feel it might believably just get tech in the DC universe? Uh, I gotta well, go to I, Star Labs. <laughs> yeah, or you know, like Intergang, but yeah. that would require some like, who the hell are these people? And then you know, Intergang is really like a Superman thing. Yeah, yeah, they don't have like the benefit of uh, like having like some sort of alien tech crash on there. Uh, uh, I mean, I, I mean, I guess they could make it up. Yeah. They could just you know, like, up. Oh yeah, here's these uh, alien flamethrowers that just happen to be in a museum that, you know, Brendan Fraser's firefly attends to and they still work and they're not deprogrammed. Yeah. This is, this is writing itself. This is the best Batgirl movie we could make. <laughs> Okay, well, I did just find a supposed uh, picture of Brendan Fraser's outfit and uh, can confirm. It's actually more comics accurate than I was expecting. Uh, uh, well, you you want to share it or should I, should I just be surprised? Because I will watch it on the HBO Max. Cause okay, that, well, that doesn't maybe, you wanna, maybe you just want to be surprised. Okay, okay, uh, all right. Because, I, yeah, I mean, I've, I've seen it. It's whatever. I, you know what? I'll just... <laughs> Just leave you to me to kind of experience this one with fresh eyes because Un- understood. Yeah. Okay. I guess the only thing I'll say is that there's I'm getting a little bit of a Riddler vibe uh, from it. Uh, like the Batman Riddler vibe, or like any yeah. other Riddler, like Batman Forever Riddler vibe. No, the Riddler. Oh. Get a little bit of yeah. So take that as you will. Okay. <laughs> Guild yourself is what I'm saying. Steal yourself for the reality. Uh, but yeah, it looks like... Uh, I guess that's probably because the Firefly from the comics looks exactly like the Batman... Uh, the uh, the Vulture from uh, the, you know, the No Way Home. Yeah, I mean, or, they are... Not s- no Way Home, uh, Homecoming. I mean, they are similar. Yeah. You know, like... like- the, the pilot helmet... And like the the wing jetpack stuff. I mean, in this instance, like Firefly did it first, but then Marvel yes. did it even more first in the movie. So now everyone's gonna just do those vulture analogs. 
um, where you're going to kind of go, you know, he, I think he's right. Um, <laughs> the vulture has a boy. He also yeah. has a nice house. Really nice. Crime does pay. Crime, Crime does, does pay. pay. Uh, any more bat queries? Nah, I mean, we talked to the people, the, 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 the Zack Snyder returning, blah, and the other stuff, and the Ben Affleck coming back, and yeah, yep. that's it. That's all the bat news that came up. We covered it. Uh, yeah. so let's roll on into, uh, our little bit of, uh, Batman the Animated Series, the selected episode for you out there. As always, I recommend going out and watching this episode before listening to the podcast. You can find it on HBO Max, where it is listed as episode 32, even though, as we mentioned before, the official, uh, online... Cataloging, cataloging of it has it listed as episode 18, which I guess is the broadcast order, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but this one is called Beware the Grey Ghost. And uh, it opens in a really fun way because the cold open, uh, the or I should say that the, uh, the titles go directly into another title card for the Grey Ghost, which looks weirdly like almost exactly like the Batman ending card, which I, you know, of course was intentional, but it was really fun. Yeah, no, this, I mean, this episode starts out, it, 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 it's a fun start, especially for me, you know, as a big fan of all the pulp heroes too. The guy yeah, that, Everyone who's anyone who's listened to this show knows that you're a a very uh, effusive The Shadow fan. Yeah, and you know it's great to have someone who's like the Shadow, uh, the Spider, and Sandman like all kind of rolled into one a little bit. You know, just have that style and that look, and to be kind of presented with uh, a young, seeing a young Bruce Wayne and kind of seeing him get motivated before you know the, that tragic night so this i was already paying attention yeah you were you would sat up in your seat i mean especially when you hear uh the gray ghost speak and it's the unmistakable cadence of adam west yeah. the batman 66 batman coming back being part of the batverse again but playing the pulp hero the gray ghost and uh, and it, the way that this episode starts is very interesting because it it starts with just like the opening moments of the mad bomber and of course as you said we see that bruce is watching it but then it cuts back and forth between what's happening in gotham and what's happening in the episode of the gray ghost and that sort of makes it very clear that um these two things are related and of course we see some very cool scenes of batman just kind of watching explosions happening and being very uh, perturbed about it not really understanding what the pattern is here uh before he has a nightmare and wakes up the gray ghost it was the gray ghost all along yeah sometimes you need those uh memories to um shake it free you know like he he obviously must have repressed most of his childhood memories for the most part and he's just like what's going on why is this building blowing up why do i look like i'm out of an anime in this clip you know like this, this <laughs> one frame i was like whoa this is anime batman it looked uh, rad as hell like it, there's a couple scenes of batman where he looks kind of a little too detailed as you mentioned before yeah. Uh, a little off model for the episode, but it looks really cool. 
Yeah, especially since they're doing these big, like, bold colors. Him getting bathed with, like, that orange light, mm -hmm. um, you know, from the explosion and stuff like that. And, like, his ears kind of have, like, this sharper points to it. And his nose is, like, everything is just like, oh, like, that's intense. You, his you, nose, you... like, his cowl curves down a little bit more than it does in the, the most of the, when you see him. And... Yeah, it looked really intense and incredible. The animation overall in this episode is like uh, a little bit above the standard fare. In some areas, in the other areas, you're like, uh "Oh, uh, someone forgot! <laughs> someone forgot a hat! Someone, someone put a hat on the ground, and the hat looked like it was the size of a dog bed." You know? What yeah. I mean? like, <laughs> but yeah, no, it was definitely different. And there's, I mean, dude, there's even one part a little bit later where I was just like, which anime this house do before? Because, like, some of the kids show up. I was like, those are anime children. <laughs> <laughs> I recognize those children. They're from Akira. Uh, that's that's Kaneda. Oh, my God. Um, oh, that would have been dope. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, wow, this episode took a turn. <laughs> Batman versus the Milk Bears. Uh, anyway, any, that goes out to everybody who remembers the movie Akira. Uh, but uh, yeah, this is a really interesting way and a kind of a, a a more a slightly more sophisticated way, I think, to open the episode than we see usually. I think intercutting between the the two and sort of linking the the events together was I thought was I didn't really remember, but I was pleasantly surprised by that um but this was one of those things where uh it this episode wouldn't exist if the internet existed <laughs> do you know what i mean Cause, oh like, yeah yeah completely bruce wade has to get in his car alfred has to drive him down because i in my mind bruce wayne doesn't have a license because <laughs> he gets driven everywhere and so he uh he has to drive bruce wayne down to the uh it was some sort of film archive where they meet a very stereotypical nerd and he informs them that too bad you're looking for gray ghost episodes those don't exist yeah the uh you know it the 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 film lot burned down 20 years ago so all the reels went with it it is a thing that happens you know we've happens, lost yeah. yeah we've lost movies that way that we you know people only have like pictures of because no one has the full reel famously a lot of doctor who episodes were lost that way too um just mm -hmm. like something being burned down so you're just like oh you're never gonna get that episode on you know tape but the fact that he went to this huge huge film archive you know like in the yeah the the nerd who i feel like is kind of based a little bit on paul dini <laughs> you think so <laughs> a little bit a little bit um, you know, I was just like that because I was like, why are you, why is he drinking things with two straws? <laughs> That's very specific. It is very specific. I was like, I mean, I guess he, like, you know, Mitch Hedberg said, I have two straws in case one breaks down. So there you go. <laughs> there enough. you go. He's just, he's just preparing for the future. But, uh, yeah. And, and I, and I like the, the sort of subtle indication that this, uh, this is, nerdy guy doesn't keep a clean house because alfred sort of in one scene it shows him running his finger along the desk uh while bruce and the nerd are talking and he's like Ugh. and then like uh, before the scene changes it just has alfred in the background pollock like cleaning it 
Yeah, he's, like, desk. he's like, I can't stand this. Okay. I can't do this. This is awful. You're gross, dude. I gotta clean this up. <laughs> uh, but that, of course, because no copies exist, that sends Bruce to like the I guess the Gotham Screen Actors Guild uh, to look up again because our the internet doesn't exist. They have to go look up uh, basically uh, quote unquote Facebooks of mm-hmm. uh, the different actors' headshots from the from years past, and uh, that's how because apparently. <laughs> I mean, Bruce Wayne is supposed to be very smart, but apparently his young self did not absorb uh, the the name of the the character who played his favorite character on TV. Or uh, you know, meanwhile it, I'm over here and I can't get Scott Bakula's name out of my head. <laughs> well, I mean, granted, again he had a horrific incident in his childhood, so maybe yeah, there's yeah, something yeah, gonna happen. Okay. <laughs> But he also, you know, a little bit later on, spoilers, spoilers, trouble and toilers or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, he has a shrine to a ghost. <laughs> right. And you would think that maybe on the poster or it like a, includes a poster, you know, or a, a magazine <sighs> or something, you know, their equivalent of a TV guide would have like this information. I, I would love it if you, when they show that scene and they show the shrine to the gray ghost that exists in the Batcave, if that poster said, uh, Simon Trent is the gray ghost. And Batman's just like, oh, right. Or, I have no idea who this is <laughs> at all. Alfred, oh. I can't read. <laughs> you know, or something. That's what it's revealed, yeah. Yeah, I think it just feels like it's one of those things where they just wanted to set up the Alfred, like, I wish I could help you, sir, but I don't watch TV. I prefer my fireplace. And I was like, both me and uh, my lovely wife, Jessica, said, uh, he watches the fireplace? (laughs) Doesn't even read a book? Yeah, it feels like, I mean, I guess when you're doing so much, doing nothing... But watching the embers jump across logs is like, oh, yes. this log's a lively one, Master Bruce. <laughs> like, Alfred, Alfred, can't you can't you be washing dishes or something? Shut up, Alfred. You're ruining my talkie. Um, <laughs> trying to watch it with this guy that I don't know who it is, but I'll know his face just because they'll happen to have a, a single page for him that has both his picture and the character he played. The which, one honest, character he played. The one. Which is like either damnation on Simon Trent's career or like uh, something that for sure IMDb needs to steal. Yeah. Remember him? He was this guy. And you could be like, oh, oh you know, that like, guy? That, that makes sense. Then you can go through their filmography or whatever. You know, for, you know, like when we were doing the whole Munster talk, trying to figure out who the hell was who, just give me a picture of who he's the most famous for. Instead of, like, just some random, like... It'd be handy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, now IMDb, congratulations. It gave you a new feature, that. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, You're welcome, IMDb. Uh, But they find out that he is indeed alive and living there in Gotham, as luck would have it. Apparently, in the DC Universe, uh, there is no version of Hollywood where Trent might be living. Maybe that's why he's having such trouble getting roles. He's living in Gotham. Like, Trent... 
No one wants to fly you out to LA. But um, I can do the rolls. Yep. <laughs> you don't understand. Um, I but, also uh, like the fact you could go there and get their address. Right, that's fucked up. <laughs> just, yeah, the Screen Actors Guild just doxing all of their clients all, all, all day long. But uh, uh, So then we cut over, after that revelation, we cut over to Simon's apartment, Simon Trent, the t- gray ghost himself, and where he's being harassed by his landlord, because of course he's late on rant again, because he's having, and now that's where we get. He's down on his luck. His things have not gone great for Simon Trent since his gray ghost days. And uh, the bad news continues to mount as he receives a call from his agent. And he did not get that role he was auditioning for. Mother Ephes. It's a weird, it's like they're, it's a weird type uh, rope they're walking in terms of the story where they're like, no one remembers who you are, but also everyone remembers you as the gray ghost. <laughs> It's like, okay, which one is it, agent guy? It's whatever one's convenient for you not get the role. Goodbye. <laughs> You're also a bad actor. <laughs> I mean, oh, that would have been harsh. That's like he's hanging up the phone. He's like, You're also a bad actor. And he's like, oh, damn it. What's that? What's that? <laughs> I'm a homely old man. I mean, obviously the parallels here are very strong and uh i did wonder like how much of this was per- very personal for adam west in this role i mean i imagine a little bit of it right like in terms of being known predominantly for this one role and while he might have picked up work here or there you know he everyone never had a, as big of a hit as as that or a, a, a a big role post that yeah he always just either ended up playing that role uh, a part role or himself yeah you know like in in that regards and i feel like this is very much kind of like inspired by that i know when paul dini and bruce tim were writing this this episode was with adam west in mind they're like if we don't get adam west we're not going to do this episode like that was their their push for it because it meant so much for them to kind of give him, you know, his props, what what he deserves and what he brought to the role. So it it feels very personal in that regards. I I haven't found anything that Adam West said. Yeah, I really needed this, or this is completely wrong. You two bastards, <laughs> you know, but. The, the reports was they paid him like a $25,000 check and gave him uh, his Batman 66 outfit. They went and found one of them at auction as part of like his payment. Um, wow. So like it kind of mirrors what happens in the episode. That's really sweet. Yeah. I mean, it's just like, you know, those two love the character and they love in, they, you know, grew up with, they actually grew up with Batman 66. You know what I mean? Like as it was happening or very short afterwards. So like the, it was their Batman. Yeah. So like, yeah, of course, give them all the props. I mean, shit, we did a whole, uh, podcast episodes devoted to Batman 66. So, you know, he's the Batman we grew up with on TV even until we got this one. Yeah. But or until we got Keaton, this was what our, you know, 
Oh, okay. What our live action? What our live action Batman? Take that out your mouth. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Don't mind me. I'm getting punchy. This gray That's ghost fine. is going yep, down yep. smooth now. Right, the gray ghost now. Yeah, he's uh, he's he packs a wallop. Uh, but uh, so Simon has this amazing uh collection of gray ghost merch up on his wall that he proceeds to destroy out of anger. Uh, you know, because this is a, this is to him is more of a it's an anchor that is holding him back than something that he's proud of. So he. He uh, smashes all of his figurines and piggy banks and what have you and the, the cool poster he has on his wall. And uh, and then we see him, the, we, uh, the next scene, we see him uh, at a vintage toy shop called Yester Toys, where he is selling his, his actual costume uh, to the proprietor there. And the proprietor has bad news. It's like a, it's an amazing artifact. He recognizes the value of it, but he can't pay that much because as he motions to a display with gray ghost merch on it, it's just not selling anymore. Already marked for sale. Already marked for sale. That's got to sting. And of course, uh, Simon says, uh, hey, oh, Simon listen. says, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Simon says, McLean, uh, no, uh, Simon Trent <laughs> says, uh, you know, he'll take whatever he can offer. He's desperate. And, and uh, so, yeah. so painful just to, to have this, like, you know, he tore up his apartment because th this great ghost is literally haunting him, not allowing him to get, mm. you, you know, gain any ground or any notoriety because no one knows who he is. And his last recourse to make rent at his apartment in the Chelsea Arms with the with the, <laughs> yeah. the blinking lights is to sell his costume, you know, to do that. And this guy's like, Look, I'll give you what I can. And he's like, that's okay. I'll take whatever you can give. I was just like, oh, this sucks. Truly great uh, idea getting Adam Weston here to do this because he gives it the proper amount of, like, subtle desperation and gravitas that is this moment calls for so i really enjoyed this quiet moment i thought was really good um and uh and simon returns to his apartment and he, he sits down in his easy chair looking at his bare shelves and he declares to the gray ghost you have paid for my rent for the last time and falls asleep and then that wonderful, terrible, sad moment that just happened is erased by him waking up and everything that he sold appearing on its shelf again, <laughs> fixed and repaired. So, of course, we know this is Batman, because yep. who else could... When someone leaves their window open, that's basically an invitation for Batman to come on in. Yeah, it's just like <laughs> inviting a vampire into your house. You leave your window open, Batman's in your house. Batman's going to come in your house. And, of course, mm -hmm. he uh, the, only him would be stealthy enough to replace. <laughs> I love to, in my head, I love imagining the scene where Batman comes to the guy's window with a sack full of toys, basically like uh, Santa Claus himself, and it proceeds to carefully put them on. And then I imagine, uh, you know, Simon sort of is like snoring and turning over, and Batman being like, oh, like freezing. <laughs> he has like the smoke bomb ready <laughs> to go. <laughs> Just throw it right in his face. <laughs> ah! 
But yeah, he sneaks, and somehow while Simon sleeps, he replaces every single thing exactly where it was on the shelf, which he did not know, uh, well, which is also fun. I mean, I kind of like wanted to go back to see if we were to look outside the window to see if we'd see Batman just prowling outside, <laughs> just like watching his every move and going... Taking notes. He's yes. got a notepad and a little stubby pencil. Yes. All right. Yep, the piggy bank's right. right there. And all right. Yep, okay, and this the the poster hangs right here and yeah, all right. And good. And we'll get the record player. <laughs> Do you think it would have been great at the end of this episode before we get the actual end if he was like, Hey, if I sell my stuff back to the shop will or another shop, will you buy it back for me again? <laughs> this seems like a good scam. <laughs> well, he probably didn't know. He just thought he was visited by the 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 SAG uh fairy God I mean, person. he should be so much more freaked out. Of course, he does find a note that just says, meet me down in an alley, signed a friend. <laughs> it's like, will do. Not only will do, but I'll bring my costume in a box with me. <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't ask for that part. Yeah, he didn't, like, is that just what he was assuming, that he wanted his costume or something? He's like, okay, I'll bring it to him. It must be a signing event down st- downtown. I'll go there with my costume, of course. <laughs> I can't wait to meet a friend, Aaron Friend, of course, the uh, number one uh, comic book broker in the city. Yeah, I don't know. I, the, the, it was just funny that he was just like, maybe that's just to show how desperate he is, that he's just like, somebody leaves a note that just says, a friend. And he's like, well, I was going to walk into traffic, but instead I am going to go downtown <laughs> to meet oh a friend. Oh, my God. <laughs> that would have been probably a little too close to home. A little too, but, yeah, a little too dark. But probably real. It's coming mm. down to it. Like, you know, th- these turn of events, these bomber blowing up parts of Gotham, you know, and at the same time, him being down on his luck, uh, the, the coincidence. He doesn't seem are... to really care about the whole explosion. Thing. Well, guess <laughs> what? Bet... No one else does either. No, I bet <laughs> in Gotham, though, explosions happen so often. Although, we did see at the start, one explosion did take down an entire building. So it's like, mm. uh, it is some serious shit. Uh, no one t- seems to disturb, though. But, uh, yeah, he goes downtown uh, to a very suspicious alley and, of course, is then confronted by the Dark Knight himself, Batman, and he reacts as anyone would in yep. sheer terror. <laughs> yeah. You! Uh, I need your help. And he just like, fuck this, I'm running off. <laughs> I'm yep. getting away from you. <laughs> And Which, of course, you can't flee from Batman. Everybody knows that he's just gonna pop up wherever you like, wherever you take a little breath and and decide to to take a little break from your escaping. He'll just be there. And, it's uh, true. Uh, yeah, and it happens here too. And he, you know, he's like, uh, "It's you. Something about you and the bomber that that's connected to the gray ghost." And he's like, oh, "I'm just an actor." And uh, and. Then they, they hear a weird little sound, both of them, and it seems that uh, Simon uh, knows this sound because he gets real squigged out, but he does, uh, Bruce like uh, saves them both by kind of ducking into an alley just as an explosion goes off in front of a, I think it's an art museum or art gallery of some sort, mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, Simon uses that opportunity to escape for good, or so he thinks. 
Yeah, he's like, I'm out of here. He'll deal with this. I like how he goes back to his apartment, you know, puts up the double lock, the chain, and he's like, turns around, and like always, Batman's right there. He was right there. You left your window open, you ding dong. Uh, and he got back in, and uh, and of course at that point he's just like, fine, I have I sub I have all the reels. Did I set the fire at the studio? <laughs> I don't know. That part is not talked about this episode. But uh, no, he he had, indeed has the reels to every single episode of uh, of the Gray Ghost, and uh, he finds the Bad Bomber episode, and he just says, uh, "Take it and get the f out of here, Batman. I'm an old man. I'm not gonna help. This is, this is what you wanted, right? Great. My part of this is done." And uh, Batman gladly takes it. Yeah, but he also uh, he he digs at a dude who he knows is down on his luck. Yeah. <laughs> Batman takes uh, the opportunity to really uh, kick a person when they are down. As uh, as he's leaving, he's like, I used to like you, but now you suck. Yeah, like, obviously you're not the man I thought you were. Later, old man. Good luck playing the rent. Yeah. (laughs) I guess you... You can sell this stuff back, I guess, and one more month of rent for you, you yeah. <laughs> POS. Like, what you, you ruined ex- my childhood, <laughs> he yells as he, as he leaps through the window. Kicks over one of his potted plants. Yeah, it was. I was like, damn, Batman, way to be harsh. That's a little, yeah. that's a little too much. That's a little he too is, much. He's really guilting somebody for not wanting to help Batman. And I don't know if Batman is aware of the kind of thing Batman d- gets up to, but if I was like a 67-year-old man, I would be like, "No. Look at me. I'm going to like you're yeah. anything you do, just going to the Bat grocery store. That's going to break my hip because you do it in such an extreme way." If Batman came to me now and asked me to do something like, "John, I need you to be an usher at the movie theater that you used to work at i'd be like no can do batman i'll I'll slip a disc i'm gonna break something i don't know where the theaters are i'm not good enough like why you come you're not the usher that i remember uh, sending me to watch you know uh money train (laughs) is that what he saw before his parents were killed i definitely know it's one of the movies (laughs) i saw while i worked there was money train yeah you know the fucking is that the new batman the robert pattinson batman because he's like fits within that time frame did his parents and him get out of money train and go down to drive alley (laughs) well i mean if you know where my old theater was yeah yeah (laughs) right right before right before they get shot uh, uh his dad is just like, uh, well, it was a money train. <laughs> and Give me your get, pearls. Get shot right in front of the Burger King. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I can't believe my last love thing I said was money train. <laughs> Fitting. <laughs> Why did you wear pearls to go see money train? Yeah. Why did we get so dressed up to go see Money Train? Martha's like, uh, what? I love m- trains. I'm a fan of Charlie Sheen. <laughs> he wait, is, Charlie Sheen isn't in Money Train, is he? Yeah, isn't he? I don't no, I don't think so. I don't think but Money Train I thought was... was 
uh, Jennifer Lopez, Wesley Snipes, Woody Harrelson. Yes, yes, you're correct. You're correct. You're correct. Yes, I there don't we go. Remember. Woody Harrison, Charlie Sheen all look the same to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Same same diff. But same uh diff. but <laughs> get on the trick fast. Money train. <laughs> we got to rob this money train. Um we're yeah. rich, Thomas. Oh yeah. <laughs> I just go see anything with money in the title, don't you see? Um, but uh, no, they were not going to see <laughs> going to see Money Train. No, uh, but Bruce Bruce is going back to his mansion to watch a little movie himself, and to also seemingly grimace while he's eating popcorn. Uh, that popcorn didn't... and be like, I, like I thought he was gonna be like Alfred. You, it's all kernels. You didn't pop this at all. Oh, that would be foul. It's like, this will toughen you up, sir. Oh, back uh, in the foggy old London town, all we used to eat was buttered kernels, and we liked it. That's assuming you think they put butter on that, not HP sauce or something oh, yeah, real gross probably, on top. Yeah. It's probably HP sauce, yeah. Yeah, he's just like, Mushy oh. peas and corn oh, kernels. Oh, I'd fire Alfred if he served me mushy peas, I'll tell you that right now. You get used to get a plastic, sma- a, a plastic sack with every viewing of Money Train. Uh, of, of mushy peas and corn kernels, of course. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, no, he's going to go watch that episode of uh, The Grey Ghost. And while uh, buildings are exploding around town, Batman's at his mansion having a real fun time. This is a real, this is a real inception moment for me watching the episode. Because mm. I was a grown man watching a cartoon or a, a superhero show that meant a lot to me as a kid, mm-hmm. watching a, a episode about a grown man watching a show that meant something a lot to them as a kid. It was a real, it was a real uh, hat-on-a-hat sort of Ouroboros Inception moment. That definitely is Inception. Yeah, I did not think about it until you said it right now. Yeah, it's a weird, weird Russian nesting doll of an experience. Holy shit. Way to, way to meta that. Yep. <laughs> but uh, Bruce figures out that, uh, you know, before the nostalgia totally overtakes him and he gets swept up on watching the episode, he figures out that the culprit are remote control cars and he can hardly believe it. Uh, so now he's got everything he needs. He knows where the bomber will likely strike next and he mm-hmm. knows the method. It's uh, plastic explosive laced uh well you know remote control vehicles and With, so uh, he cannons on top or cameras i guess i don't know what i'm those... gotta assume that's a camera they didn't they never really they never really kind of elaborate on what is going on there but based on the fact that we see the culprit in a room filled with tvs it's gotta be cameras and uh I'll be damned if every one of these uh, uh, these little uh, remote control cars doesn't look like an upside down dildo. Uh, did no one look at that silhouette and look <laughs> and say, "Wait a minute"? Yeah, it's very rod like. I mean, there is like a—I don't mean to be too blue, but there is very much a a head piece, and then there is a bulbous, uh, rounded. Uh, cockpit so to speak not to be uh no pun intended or maybe so but uh boy howdy do these look like little dicks and uh 
It's especially <laughs> funny later when uh, Batman stores one uh, tucked into his belt that he pulls out and says to and says to Simon, "Yeah, you want to help me with this?" <laughs> I mean, the uh, part of me thinks there has to be some intentionality behind all this design, but uh, I think it may have just been a mistake. But yes, indeed, the 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 remote control dildos with explosives explosives in them. Uh, you know, the the police are able. A very fast sniper is able to take down the first yeah, he one. Shoots, yeah, he shoots the shit out of he that. He shoots. The, he shoots from the hip. He doesn't even he like aim. Aims. Yeah. He, that's use, the best sniper they got. And he I'm gets using both eyes on this. Check this out. Boom. Batman says, I'm not much for aiming, so I'm going to go for a different tactic, and I'm going to use a flamethrower. <laughs> it's, it's extreme. Um, it's ridiculous. Also, the fact that this seems to like cause them to explode and still do a fair amount of damage. They still are root. The stairs of the of the library, which is uh, or of what they're defending at this point, uh, are ruined forever <laughs> because they explode all over the place. There is so much damage done to Gotham in this episode. I think very few other of Batman's uh, of Batman's rogues gallery is able to to do quite as much damage as this one off villain is. Uh, but uh, you're not wrong. <laughs> Batman chases the final. Uh, remote control dildo down a uh, an alleyway and uh, corners it and realizes you know he's by the way he's he is putting a lot of faith in the fact that the the bad guy can't just remote detonate it when it's not driving uh, but he like disables a little bit of it and he looks inside and oh my gosh there is no explosives in this one it's a decoy he realizes too late that this was the plan all along as more remote control dildos come <laughs> racing down the alley towards him and apparently batman forgot to take his bat grappling hook launcher or uh forgot he it, had it it may have fell out when he was putting the the race dildo into his belt <laughs> was, and maybe it fell it out just popped out oh yeah. no <laughs> there's like, not enough room for both this dildo and my ra- grappling hook launcher Okay, well, I gotta. I mean, this is evidence. After all, I could make another one. Oh no, I need it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, that's okay, dude. Because you know what? You can be saved by the power of clothes line. Yep, a power <laughs> or... of rope. The power a, a rope just goes down next to him, and he's able to climb up faster than an explosion, which is really a power that Batman has that they really don't talk about a lot. But I feel like should be addressed a lot more because that super climbing is is. Mm. Uh, is is a power to behold. I agree. Uh, yeah, and and of course that wasn't just a random rope that was dropped. No, when he gets to the rooftop, he sees Simon Trent himself, the Gray Ghost, in full costume, with the rope in hand. He is the one who saved Batman somehow. <laughs> he somehow happened to be on that roof. <laughs> yeah. this old guy which i'm not gonna say he's out of shape because when he was destroying his stuff he fully deadlifted an an entire shelf that was filled with books and anyone who's moved in a shelf filled with books knows i i was winded moving a folding table set up in our uh 
our living room so we could play some magic. And I was like, Ooh, I don't yeah. think I can do this anymore. And this, yeah, this dude deadlifted it and chucked it. So um, he's a strong guy. And yeah, he, he can found, climb up there. Yeah, and definitely had strong rope of some sort of various yes. size. <laughs> it's a prop rope that apparently worked in this uh, scenario. Uh, but he's uh, he's ready to help Batman, and Batman is about to leave, and he goes, Hey, Simon, you want to help me with this? And he pulls out this suspicious-looking uh, contraption from his belt. And Simon is initially a little taken back, but then he says, Oh, oh yes, yes, of course. And uh, they jump down to the Batmobile, and that's when you hear even more. How many of these toys does he have? I guess no one's buying them, so he can just turn them all into bombs. But he has so many of these remote control bombs, and uh, they're coming after the Batmobile. But guess what? They're not a one is going to make a scratch on that beautiful car. Instead, they will blow up a lot of Gotham. God a forbid lot. anyone's working down there that day. Yeah, whatever it, the road they were going down, like Gotham's version of Miracle Mile, most of it exploded. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, the and if you had a, was catastrophic. And if you had a car parked there, you're good luck. You're gonna probably be uh, dealing with the insurance agency for like months to get it replaced. Oh yeah, they're not even gonna cover it. They're not. They don't cover acts of Batman. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, you know, like, look, if it, it, you're covered, except for Batman or Bat Family related incidents. What? I mean, think about it. No yeah. insurance company that exists is going to cover anywhere in Gotham. Oh, <laughs> like, no. Oh. No, 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 no. Yeah. No, no, and no, if no, you, no. You're if right. you're paying for crazy purple knockout gas uh, insurance, uh, you're paying a huge premium. Uh, I mean, you might as well just move. You might as well. Um, yeah. So Batman decides to take the Grey Ghost back to his Batcave, uh, and that's where we learn that his Batcave is indeed an almost an exact replica of the Grey Ghost's cave, which I think is a fun detail, although it does kind of make Batman seem like less of a practical thinker and more of sort of like a total fanboy. Yeah, more like he just, he's not very creative. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, He's just like, oh, that'll be so cool. And then, yeah, we can have this ledge over here. We can put the Batmobile there. And then I can put my fan cave right here. It'll be perfect. Yeah, it's... It's it's a nice touch. The in terms of Batman being so... Like, Bruce Wayne being so inspired by the Grey Ghost. Does that kind of help him form who he is today? Yeah, it's fun. Yeah. And it also helps the Grey Ghost, of course, because he realizes that, you know, it wasn't all for nothing, he says, because, you know, he was feeling bad about, like, having done this one role and it really holding him back. But then he realizes, hey, wait a minute, <laughs> this character that I played inspired Batman, probably the greatest hero that Gotham has ever seen. OK, never mind. Maybe I'm, I'm way more important than I thought. I do like that. It's a kind it's of, cool. yeah, it's also a, a fitting round for how, you know, like sad and broken he was to kind of have someone was so inspired by what he did was, you know, yeah, it was heart, it was heartwarming. Yeah. And, yeah. But their sort of, uh, their friendship is short lived because Bruce finds out when he's, when he puts the, uh, the remote control dildo on the, uh, the back computer, <laughs> only Simon's fingerprints are all over the shaft. And so, 
like, he's like, you are the only one who touched this dildo. And, uh, and of course, Simon's like, no, it wasn't me. I wasn't the one. And then, of course, then he thinks back, you know, he sold all of these months ago, but who did he sell them to? Oh, my gosh. It's the proprietor of Yester Toys, whatever his name was. Ted Dimer. Ted, Ted. Dimer. He's the one who he sold them to. So, of course, off they go. And we cut to the Bad Bomber's uh, sanctum, a row of TVs in a darkened room where he is smashing a Batman figure until the head falls off. Yeah. That's what happened. That's what happened. And I was just like, wait, they have Batman toys? Or did he build this himself? (laughs) Or like... Yeah, then it started getting into some real meta territory. Because clearly the, you know, Simon was scared of Batman, so he still had a mystery about him. But apparently also merchandise. Yeah, I mean, look, I'm not going to lie. This whole scene made me... I felt like I was being personally attacked here. Uh Yeah, what are they trying to say? What is this monologue even trying to say? This is like people who make superhero comics for a living, and they're just like, people who collect toys are psychopaths. I mean, part of me's little, part of me's like, well, not wrong, but shit, man, you couldn't make that stuff. You couldn't be the superhero if I didn't buy that stuff. But are you trying to say I'm a psychopath? That, like, I'm going to... It's just to shortcut it. He's holding the city hostage... With yes. remote remote controlled toy cars, because he remembers this episode of the Great Ghost where no one else remembered the end of it anyway, to get money to buy more toys. Yep, exactly. His shop is doing not doing great. He needs to be rich so he can buy more toys. And to do that, his idea is to repurpose the said toys, which he beloved, he apparently loves. And send them as bombs, which is, I mean, if you think about it for a second, it makes no sense. It just stops making sense almost immediately, because he could have delivered these bombs in any way, shape, or form, but he's like, wait a minute, remote control cars can be bombs? (laughs) It's like, wait a a second, like, what, how does it, how did this episode is the thing that gave you that idea, and then also... You have Batman right there, and all your bombs are swimming around his feet like crazy. You don't, and you don't do anything. All you do is activate a couple of more wind-up toys to go over and like fall down in front of him. What's happening in this scene? What is his plan? And of course, Batman doesn't isn't even the one to take him down. The gray ghost himself <laughs> swings in through a window while he's monologuing. I mean, if you're gonna get, if you're gonna get a, if you're gonna get a hero, or you're gonna get a villain, that's the way to do it. Just swing yeah. on through. I mean, you said, dude, you did a, a chest. <laughs> you can sure as hell swing through a window. Yeah, he sure can. And uh, they get out of there uh, because also this part I thought it was incredibly funny because it was kind of a little bit, it was hard to parse what was actually happening sort of spatially in this moment, but like. So Batman's surrounded by all these bomb cars. Presumably they have bombs in him. And he's sort of paralyzed. He doesn't want to step on one, I guess. And uh, so he... Uh, when the gray ghost swings through the the uh, the window, he knocks over something, and that starts 
that sets a fire on uh, the Mad Bomber's console. Mm-hmm. And it looks kind of like Batman just is like, nope. Like, <laughs> he just nopes out of there once the fire starts. He's like, well, this part, this problem is going to solve itself. I'm out of here. Uh, he, he, I think he's just kind of getting away from the cars so he can uh, help uh, the Grey Ghost and the Bad Bomber out of the building before it explodes and takes out what looks like the entire block. Well, I mean, that seems to be par for course with what how Batman handled all the other bombs. Yeah, <laughs> what's been happening so far, certainly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so they escape. Everyone's fine. The Mad Bomber goes to jail, and we cut to later. Simon is famous once again because he... <laughs> You know, he had these tapes the whole time, but he just now figured out, wait a minute, maybe people want to see this show. And so I assume he just sells them to a distribution company, cuts a check, and is suddenly famous again and is able to do signing events as the Grey Ghost. And guess who's there to get his VHS copies of the Grey Ghost series signed? Why, it's Bruce Wayne. And at first, uh, Simon doesn't recognize him, but then... Bruce says the exact same thing he said to him as Batman, and they share a little smile. Which was then followed up with him going, Bruce Wayne is Batman. Yeah. And then that's how the episode My ended. My God, a- Bruce Wayne is Batman. And then <laughs> cut to black. Cut to black. We never see him again. So, you know, that was it. But no, obviously that didn't happen. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Uh. Next up on the evening news, Simon Trent found dead. (laughs) 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 Yeah, and so the the episode ends in a happy ending, and what a great episode that was. Yeah, super fun, super fun. I'm glad you recommended it. Um, It's one of my favorites. Yeah, I mean, mine as well. It just, you know, given, again, my love for Pulp and Batman, to have it all mixed together was just Absolutely. Like, super I love fun. Pulp Heroes, and having, like, a new Pulp Hero that is inserted into the Batman mythos was cool. And then finding out more about Batman's sort of childhood backstory and how that formed his heroic identity was super cool. And uh, having Adam West in it was even cooler. So it was like it was a a melange of cool. Uh, The villain was pretty weak, but it wasn't really about the villain. It was about this sort of the journey of this washed up star, uh, you know, getting the recognition he clearly deserved. I mean, the villain was modeled after Bruce Tim. It was voiced by Bruce Tim. So, (laughs) you know, like, I mean, he even does like this, like the evil diabolical hand gesture. Like they have this, (laughs) you know, like typing look on his face. Yeah. Yeah. He was an ends to a means, but really it was more about that hero journey um, for both of them in a way. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, I think that will do it for us this week, John. I think before we say a goodbye, I just want to say, I just want to put out there for our super fan, Chad, or one of our super fans, Chad, uh, has come down with a sickness as of late. And I just want to say that everyone here at Pop Saga is rooting for you, buddy. Hope you feel better soon. I hope you listen to this and you're already feeling better. But if you're not, I hope this... Uh, 
uh, cures you magically. <laughs> if it does, please write in. Because, I mean, that'll really put us up on the top of the pops. Oh, Listen for to sure. this podcast. It'll, it'll cure heal you. you. It's not snake Whatever oil at all. You. Nah, no, not yeah. even a little bit. Nah, yeah, don't no. worry about it. Nah, feel better. God, cup. Uh, all right well take it away the rapidly graying forest a big thank you to burton m6 for all the incredible music on our show you can find a link to his fiber page in our show notes you can also find links to our social media discord and merch store in our show notes as well just click that pico link from us here at Pop Saga to all of you out there, we want to say thank you for joining us. Your support means the world. We hope that you're feeling happy and healthy, and we'll be back next Thursday with a brand new episode. Now here's John with one last bit of sage advice before we say goodbye. Thank you, Rapidly Graying Forest. Remember, folks, you too can be the washed-up hero that somebody else needs. <laughs> Yeah, I think that that feels very uplifting. That works. Yeah. Hey, thank you for tuning in to all my super fans. Hope you coming back again. Got a shout out to Fresca. I know you riding with me as we pull up in the Hyundai Delhi City. <laughs> you want the hype? I gotcha. Gotta keep it locked right here on Pop Saga. Woo! Pop Saga, let's go.